0: everyone this is yvette hampton welcome back to the schoolhouse rocked podcast i am back with rachel Zwayne, and we are talking this week about marriage and about how to become a wise wife and it's been a really fun week we are leading up to valentine's day and so um, in yesterday's episode I, i encouraged you to do something special for your husband plan something amazing for him if that's what he likes if he wants to just sit and watch a movie in a very quiet home do that if he wants to go out to a nice dinner it, make a reservation buy him chocolates buy him flowers whatever it is that you think he would enjoy that would make him feel loved do that for your husband and it will not just bless him but it will bless you I promise um Rachel thank you for coming back with me again today great to be here tell me I don't think we really introduced your family tell me how many kids you have and a little okay. bit about your family yeah so
1: I have five kids And they are ages 24. So Julia is 24. Summer is 23. She's married with a baby. She's married almost four years. And then Luke is 19. Danny um, will be, uh, sorry, 18 this month. And Kylie will be 15 this month. So keeps changing on me. Yeah, Um, yeah. They they
0: have those birthdays. (laughs) And you've been married for how long? So we will be 26 years in April. Okay, yeah. wow. So you're just just yeah. a year behind us. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Well, I am glad to have you back with me. Um we are going to talk about marriage. I want to tell you a little bit about my testimony and just what the Lord's done with me, but before I do, I want to thank our sponsor again CTC Math. They are great math curriculum online program. If you guys are looking for a good online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Check them out for free. You will not be disappointed. Um Rachel, I've, I've been really encouraged by our conversation this week. Um, and I love that there are a few things I love. One of the things I love most besides my family is talking to (laughs) younger moms and having the opportunity to share what the Lord has done through me and through my marriage, um, and through some of the difficulties that we've been through, Mm -hmm. um, to encourage them and just say, you know what, you can, you can do this. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming that in 26 years of marriage you probably haven't had 26 perfect years of bliss exactly as you had planned it to be, right? What exactly what you thought your marriage would look Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just not how it, how it
1: pans out. um, Yeah. It's just kind of this, it's, it's interesting, you know, you kind of, we got married reasonably young. I was 22 and easy was um, 20. And so you know, we just jumped into it with just such great excitement. It was just a really, I don't have time to share it, but kind of a cool story of how the Lord brought us together. And, you know, we both were just so passionate for the Lord and love the Lord and wanted just to um, serve Him and obey Him. And and yet we're sinners, you know, and so it was just, it's so, um, it's, it's just an adjustment. And that's yeah. what we would always say It's like that where the adjustment is, is very applicable to marriage because you're bringing two lives together. You're bringing yeah. two sinners together and you're from different backgrounds. You were raised differently and different personalities and you're male and female. So that's enough right. idea to make it crazy. Um, and so I think that we were kind of like, Oh wow, this is a little bit hotter than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, just because you kind of think, okay, we both love the Lord. So obviously we're just going to have blissful days. And so (laughs) we just, you know, definitely had to work through just personality differences and the way we were raised and even cultural differences, which is interesting because Izzy was um, born in Lebanon and he came to the U.S. when he was four. So, um, you know, he uh, spoke English, you know, and learned English very quickly. And and got used to the culture here, but his family, you know, raised him. I mean, his parents raised him with that, um, the Lebanese culture. And so it just looks a little different. And then I was born and raised in New Zealand and the, those two yeah. countries that have uh, um, you know, they're very different from each other. And so we just had to work through a lot of that kind of stuff and you know, really realize that we have to communicate and we have to really talk through a lot of things. And so for sure, you know, it's and and I think adding to that is Having kids and homeschooling, yeah, oh you man, know, the pressures, and that's really what it comes down to. A lot of times, too, is all those factors put together. Right, you're both sinners, and you know you didn't yep. realize you were such a big sinner until you got married. And then all these things are just coming to the surface because you're um, together all the time, and it's it's bringing different things up, and you're realizing that you're selfish, and that you kind of want to do things a certain way, and they don't want to do it that way. And and then add to that the pressure of life and responsibility, and um you know, having children and then homeschooling on top of that, you know, and it's just a recipe for, um, just a lot of craziness. If you're not really coming together and just bringing it before the Lord and really reaching out and having accountability, having other friends that are just seeking to have godly marriages. And so, um, you know, we're thankful for what the Lord has done. And I just think he's going to keep doing his work in us, but we, um, have spent a lot of time yeah just talking through a lot of different things and thankfully we both um we like to have everything sorted out when we're communicating so we don't like to sweep things under the rug so since we're alike in that way that has helped us um but um but yeah it's definitely wonderful amazing incredible but sanctifying and (laughs) things right
0: sanctifying is a Good way to put it um, it's so interesting to hear you talk about how when you got married, it was because you both wanted to serve the Lord together and mm-hmm. wanted to be in ministry. That was definitely not our story um it, you know, Garrett and I when we got married we were we were Christians, but um ministry was not something that was really on our minds. I mean that it, it we were we had both just turned twenty when we got married, we got engaged at mm-hmm. nineteen as a matter of fact um we had only dated for about two months, a little over two months before we got engaged. And then we got engaged, got married six months later.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I said, we That's had just it was pretty quick too. I think yeah. we were married within nine months of knowing each other. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. I mean, well, we were just telling kids that don't follow. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had known each other for about six years, but not really well. We actually went to the same church and the same youth group. Um, but to be quite honest, when we got married, it was because I had I, I wanted to be a wife and a mom. Like that was my desire in life. I had no, I, no desire to go to college and get a degree and have a job. I just wanted to be a wife and a mom. And so um, he was really the first guy who came and kind of swept me off my feet and mm-hmm. he was in the military. And so he was living on his own and I was actually at the time living on my own as well. And we were like, well, let's get married. But mm-hmm. I didn't put too much, I, I, this is gonna sound terrible. I didn't put too much thought into what marriage really was going to look like. Like I had this mm-hmm. fantasy mm-hmm. world that I thought it would look like. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really prepared myself for how hard marriage would be. And all the things that you just mentioned, having to learn to live with a boy. I mean, boys are different. And I never even had a brother. I didn't even know what to do oh. with this boy. You know, it was just kind yeah. of crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, and we came from very different backgrounds, very different upbringings, um, because he grew up in a family of all boys. I grew up in a family of just girls and it was like, everything Mm -hmm. was different. And Mm -hmm. so I would say pretty, pretty quickly, um, we learned that marriage is really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. I discovered later that I'm a really, really, really selfish person. And like I had (laughs) mentioned, I think in in the first episode that I really wanted to have things my way. Mm -hmm. And it was very difficult for me. I was, used to getting my own way. I think I've maybe shared this on the podcast before, but I grew up in a house where my parents basically didn't say no to me, um, for mm-hmm. anything really. I mean, very, very rarely did they say no to me. Um, so I always got my way. And so I went into marriage thinking that my husband was going to give me my way. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that wasn't reality. I mean, mm-hmm. I would ask for something and and he would say no. And I would just be like, <laughs> what? what? No, no one tells me no. What do you, what is this word coming out of your mouth? You know, this is insane. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was extremely immature, um, in a lot of ways, emotionally, I was immature. I was immature spiritually, um, for sure. And Mm -hmm. that just made it really difficult to have this marriage that could even be honoring to the Lord because it was all about me. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I would say the first decade of our marriage. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, February 10th, when this um, episode is airing tomorrow, is our 27th anniversary, and so for 27 years, the Lord has sustained us. But the first 10 years of our marriage were were hard and not impossible, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but they were really hard, and we struggled a lot um, because of our selfishness and because of our immaturity, and it was it and and because of our immaturity spiritually as well, and so it made for a very difficult decade of marriage and, and we actually didn't have kids until we had been married for about 11 years. And so Mm -hmm. we didn't have kids in the mix during that time, which I think made it a lot easier because that would have just been one more thing to Mm -hmm. fight about. Um, but it was really difficult. And so I want to share three things that the Lord has really taught me in these you know these past almost 30 years which is so crazy you know 27 years is is by god's grace um Mm -hmm. but first we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back as we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach we need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back. Um, And I I do want to share some of the things that the Lord has taught me in my marriage and the first thing is to never give up we have a good friend who says the grass is always greener when you water it and i always thought that was such a fun saying because you know Mm -hmm. you always want to say the grass is always greener on the other side no it's not um your grass is going to be green when you water it and and the same with your marriage we even though we had a really difficult time in our first 10 years of marriage um we had committed to one another. And we knew that that even though we weren't really super strong spiritually, that we had made a covenant with the Lord. It wasn't even that we had made a covenant with one another, even though that was a serious covenant, it was more serious to us. And I'll say even more so to Garrett. Um, he would say, I made a covenant with God that we will never divorce. And so we're gonna get through this. We're gonna figure this out no matter what. And I think honestly, if we had not had that, commitment to the Lord, I think it would have been really easy for us to give up Mm -hmm. in the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what we do, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what our society says. We just, you know, if it gets hard, give up. You deserve to be happy. You deserve joy. You, you Mm -hmm. do you. Yes. And then we end up with these marriages and families that are completely falling apart. And what I've learned is that every marriage has difficulties.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's just it's crazy just even how our culture pushes just the whole romantic side of right. love and fairy tale type. Right. You know? And it's a fine line because you don't want to walk around telling all these young people that marriage is miserable and hard and it's the worst thing. And you know, you right. want to you want to have kind of that balance of you're kind of bursting their bubble a lot of times, you yeah. know. And I remember that. I remember people saying negative things. Well, oh, wait, you've been married this long, or whatever. Yeah. You know, when I was getting ready to get married, and it was like it was kind of terrifying. Like, right? Oh, you know, like, is it really that miserable? Like, is there anyone that actually just is, you know, blessed in their marriage and and can find some joy within it? You know? Yeah. And um. So it's kind of that balance of just being able to, you know, starting with our own children, right? Like teach them about what love is and that, yeah, it's fun when we get butterflies and we can experience some romance when we meet someone or, you know, the person that we're going to marry. But That's not what's going to carry us through all the years of marriage. And that foundation has to be in the Lord. And so it's just that, that balance of being able to um, speak some truth so that people understand and are sober about going into marriage and the commitment that it is before the Lord. Yes. It's not, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be like, oh, it's blissful and wonderful and you'll never have any issues because then they're going to have this terrible awakening and and just be, you know, um pretty upset about that you know why didn't someone tell me and so it's just that balance I think between giving them that hope in the Lord like God is so good and he is faithful to meet us and and gracious to bring us through those hard times like you're saying about not giving up and as with that mindset of wanting to honor him then he blesses that and it's obvious that that's what he did with you guys
0: yeah oh absolutely it is i often have said it is literally only by the grace of god that we stayed mm-hmm. married um yeah. and i am very thankful to have a husband who is very um insistent on honoring our covenant with god mm-hmm. and he and he would say you know we we made a promise to the lord and we're mm-hmm. we're going to figure this out and yes. i'm so thankful for that mm-hmm. um the, the another thing that i've learned and you you talked a little bit about this when you were talking in the last episode about seeking accountability Mm-hmm. Um, and you read the proverb, um, Proverbs 1320, which is he who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Um, and I have learned hang out with people who encourage you in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And we we did talk about that, but one of the other things um that goes along with this is Titus two, three through five. And I'm gonna read this because this has been probably the most impactful part of scripture ever in my marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Titus 2, 3 through 5 says this, it says older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And mm-hmm. that last part that the word of God mm-hmm. may not be reviled. Like we should exude the love of Jesus mm-hmm. to our husbands and to our mm-hmm. wives to the rest of the world. That's what they should see in us. People should look at us in our marriage and say, Oh, I can tell that that couple loves the Lord, not because they're perfect, but because they clearly have Jesus and God is part of their relationship and part of their family. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways to do that is to have people in our marriage who encourage us. And we all need those Titus two women in our lives. We need the mm-hmm. older, wise, godly women. And then we need to be those Titus two women. Mm-hmm. to those yeah. who are younger than us.
1: And, you know, if you don't have the right people in your life, then there, you know, if you, there's people that will tell you that if you're not happy in your marriage, that you should get a divorce. Yeah. If you're, if you're feeling, you know, you if those feelings are not all there, then obviously you're not in love with them anymore. Right. So you should do what's good for you and you should put yourself first. And so those aren't the kind of voices you want to be hearing no. when you're struggling because in and of ourselves and in our selfishness, we're going to lean that way. And I've seen that happen with people before where, right their marriage is getting rocky and they, they tend to, you know, they do want to get out of it. And I understand that it's just so it can be incredibly difficult, but in that moment to surround yourself with people that are going to say, yes, divorce your husband is just the worst thing you can ever do. Yeah. Because, you know, our hearts are deceitfully wicked. It's mean, so, you know, when you want to escape, you're going to be like, okay, I don't want to be around someone that, um, Is going to tell me to, you know, stick it out. And so it's, you know, having those already, those friendships that are already established. And, you know, you know that when you look around that these people are going to tell you the truth, even if you start going through a bumpy time, they're going to speak truth into your life.
0: And, you know, you talked in the last episode, we talked about um, not gossiping about our husbands. And I definitely, I, I am totally with you there. We should never go to our friends and be like, let me just tell you what my husband did. You know, that doesn't help anybody. But I think in having an older woman in our life that we can just go to and honestly say, I'm really struggling with this thing mm-hmm. and get her biblical and wise perspective on it and have her walk you through that process is a very different thing than gossiping to your friends about, you know, how your husband has hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. We need to have those Titus two women in our lives who we trust, mm-hmm. who will then take us back to scripture, take us back to truth bring us back down to earth and say, okay, Mm -hmm. let's work through this together. Let's see how we can strengthen your marriage. Because I think too, oftentimes people think, well, I don't want to share anything about my marriage, about my struggles, because it's either embarrassing, or you don't have anybody to talk to, or you don't want to be known as the person who's dealing with a difficult marriage. And so you don't Mm -hmm. talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And there are many marriages that are completely falling apart and no one knows it. We've had several friends through our years of marriage you know, we think, okay, everything seems to be going fine. And then all of a sudden they're getting divorced and we're like, what, what, why, why?
1: It doesn't happen overnight, but yeah, it's not been exposed. Right. And And no one knew that they were hurting in a terrible way. It can be done in a very protective way too, you know, and that's why you have to have those trusted friends, the ones that, you know, they're serious. Yes. They fear the Lord. They're not going to spread these things around town. Right. They're going to They're gonna pray for you and they care about the situation. They care about where you're at and they want you to walk strongly with the Lord and do the right thing.
0: Yep. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. And pray for those friends. If, if you don't feel like you have a friend like that, mm-hmm. um, pray for that person. And maybe even that person is your mom or your grandma or your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there are people that the Lord will put into your life who will help walk you through these difficult times. Um, mm-hmm. so, so my first one is don't give up. Second one is hang out with people who were incur- who will encourage you in your marriage. And then my last one is show your husband appreciation and respect, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. make him a priority in your life. And these things are hard to do sometimes, you know, um, one of the things that, that Garrett and I try to do with each other, um, you know, he's home now, so not quite as much, but especially when he would go away for work as I would Um, Text him, you know, during the day, and just say, you know, Mm -hmm. I love you and appreciate you. Thank you for working so hard for our family. And he would do the same to me, you know, just Mm -hmm. send me quick text messages. It doesn't have to be a long love letter um, or scripture that might encourage us. Things like that. Those things are so important to just protecting our marriage and bringing God's truth and God's word into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, being respectful. You know, this is something I had a really hard time with when we were first married. I was not very respectful um, of, of my husband. I, I think I probably was more in front of other people, but behind closed doors, I wasn't, I would say things that were unkind. I would uh, make rude comments. I would give dirty looks and, you know, and I'm not going to say that I still don't do those things sometimes, you know, but the Lord has certainly worked on me a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And, um,
0: you know, I, I really do respect my husband and I want to show him respect, not just, in front of others, um, but in front of my kids and behind closed doors. I want him to know that I love him mm-hmm. and that I care about him and that I really do mm-hmm. respect who he is as a man because he needs that. He needs to know that I care about him and love him mm-hmm. and respect him. And, you know, I, I did a Bible study years ago. It was actually a Titus 2 Bible study um, led by a, a woman named Joanne Frank. She was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I remember her saying was, you know, if you feel like your husband has no good qualities, find something. And it's so funny because I remember her specifically saying, if you can't find anything, but he has nice knees, you tell him that he has nice (laughs) knees. (laughs) And I just thought that's so funny because we, there's always something about her. I mean, there was something about him that drew us to him in the first place, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: There's something about every husband that Mm -hmm. we can find to praise. And I think when we take the time to praise those things, instead of focusing on the negative and start showing him respect in that way, Mm -hmm. I think it will really change things. And I know that it did for me as well. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. I've had many times where I just felt like, Oh, I just really don't like him. Um, those times now are very far and few between, but when we were in our early years of marriage, they were often, but again, we didn't give up. We knew that the Mm -hmm. Lord was working in our marriage. He was working in our hearts. He was he, we were committed to him because he was committed to us and the Lord wanted to see our marriage succeed. Mm-hmm. And um, and so finding ways to just show appreciation, yeah. text, him, text yeah. him during the day. I think that's a really easy and important thing to do if your husband is away at work. Like right now, as you're listening to this podcast, put it on pause, send your husband a quick text message and say, I love you. Thank you for working so hard for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a good husband. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a good dad. Whatever it is that you wanna say, whatever words he needs to hear, do that. And that will, you know, see if he doesn't come home in a better mood today.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a beautiful investment into your marriage when you do that, because specifically as homeschool moms, we just, uh, time is so limited to do all the big things we would love to do. So many of us would want to, you know, um, serve our husbands with a big gourmet dinner. That's perfect when they get home, but those things are very hard to get to. But sharing those words of encouragement sending those texts that's something we can do very easily yes. it just we just have to be disciplined to do it in a sense like making sure we're focused because it's so easy just to kind of forget and move on and sometimes i think we look at our kids and think okay they're little kids they're growing they need this constant encouragement and our husbands are grown men they're fine you know they're strong or whatever yeah. And we forget how much that that is a huge investment into a marriage and just even putting wind into their sails. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. Um, I wish I had a lot more
0: time to share a lot more detail, but, but truly what I can tell you is don't give up and mm-hmm. admire your husband, praise him for the good things that he does and, and who he is, and then plan something amazing and romantic for Valentine's day figure mm-hmm. out what Valentine's day really is. <laughs> it's so terrible that <laughs> yeah. I can, I, uh, St. Valentine's. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, why it I all started comments under this video saying, how could you not know that you're until right. moms? <laughs> I know. I know. We've just, we've not done a study on Valentine. Yeah. I, I apparently we need to anyway, maybe yeah. by next year we'll I'm have figured it out. To put
1: Something in the link. I mean, yeah. um, in the comments, a link in the comments for us or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I'll Maybe I'll do some research and find out. <laughs> anyway, um, I do want to recommend really quickly um, four books. And these are four books that had a huge impact in my life and in my marriage um, when I was still trying to figure out what in the world I was doing, what it looked like to be a godly wife. Um, and I was growing in my walk with the Lord and just and, and in my marriage. And so... Um, the, these are four things and I'll put these links in the show notes as well. Um, the first one is The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy, o, I don't know how to say her last name, o or O'Mardian? I have no idea how to say that, but Stormy, um, The Power of a Praying Wife. I know many people have read that. Have you read that one, Rachel? I have not read that no. one. No. It's been out for a long time. I mean, yes. I want to say probably I recognize it. 20, 25 years at mm-hmm. least, um, but it's fantastic and very impactful for me. Um, the next one is Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egricks. Um, that one is, you can get the video. Um, it, they have like the love and respect conference that you can watch on video. And that's actually what we did was we went through the whole video series with a Sunday school class that we attended years ago. And man, that really, really had a great impact on us, but there's also the book. And then I'm pretty sure they also have a podcast as well. So maybe you could listen to the podcast. I know they did at one time. Um, the other book is for women only by Shanti Feldhan. That one was fantastic because it really helps you to understand how men think. And, and like I said, for myself, I grew up with just girls. I mean, I it was just my sister and I. Um, I mean, I had a dad, you know, but but it's different. The relationship with a dad than I think having a brother. I don't know. Um, but I just didn't understand the world mm-hmm, of boys. Mm-hmm. And um, so for women only will really open your eyes up. Even if you do have boys or brothers, um, it, it will really be helpful to you. Um, and then the last one is called The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands. And this one's by Dr. Laura. And that book was really impactful for me as well. Um, that one really just, that was where I really started to grasp the understanding of respect and what it looked like to respect my husband and to put his his needs and priorities above my own and how that was a good thing. It was, um, you know, it wasn't all about me and it was always all about me in the beginning. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if it's all about you, mama, don't let it be all about you anymore. Make yeah. it about your husband over this next week or, you um, know, for the rest I of your marriage. In a
1: couple of yes, books. of course. My, my favorites would be absolutely. What Did You Expect by Paul Tripp, Um, This oh, momentary marriage one. by um, John Piper. And okay. then um, for couples that have been married for a while, I Still Do by Dave Harvey is absolutely phenomenal. So I think okay. those are, I mean, probably my top three. So okay. there's a bunch of books there for you to, to check out, but
0: yep. yeah, I, I will put those in the show notes. Oh, and then one I didn't mention here, but mentioned it earlier, um, is the five level la- languages. I mean, that book I think is one that every single person, every human should read that book because it's so powerful and will mm-hmm. really help you understand how people need to be loved. So we'll put those links in the show notes as well. Um, You guys, thank you so much for listening. And I want to say to my husband, because I know he's going to be editing this um, as it's getting ready to come out. Happy anniversary, Garrett Douglas. Um, You are the absolute love of my life. And I'm so thankful for you um, and for what you do for our family. And uh, I I love that we get to do this ministry together. There's no one else I would rather do this with. So happy 27 year anniversary. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your week. And we will be back with you on Monday with another fantastic guest. Bye. Bye.